Welcome to the Energy Current Podcast, where we'll be exploring themes related to shamanism and energy healing. On this path, we surrender into the current, allowing it to guide and take us wherever is most needed for healing and empowerment. So join me, Kim Lottis, shamanic practitioner and spiritual therapist, as we step into the energy current and watch the magic unfold. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Energy Current Podcast. Let's start by taking a deep belly breath, breathing all the way down, expanding your belly, and slowly releasing another full breath in, letting it go. One more, just like that. Just want to welcome you again as we arrive here in this moment. Really letting yourself become present. I've been spending a lot of time with my one-year-old nephew lately. And it's really been helping me heal my own inner child. All of my clients over the past couple weeks have been bringing up their inner child, working on reparenting in response to an email I sent out a couple weeks ago. A friend sent back a picture of her younger self. So I've just had inner child and reparenting work on my mind and wanted to talk a bit more about that today uh, in the podcast. And so from ages zero to seven, that's when our subconscious beliefs are programmed. During this stage, developmentally, kids make meaning of what's happening around them. It's a time where the world revolves around them. And we tend to create faulty stories based on our experiences and what happens in those years. So for example, say mom or dad leaves because they're separating. A child might make the meaning that I'm bad or I did something wrong, and that's why the parent's leaving when it's not true. However, that's, that's what the child is thinking, believing. That's the story they've told themselves, and then that's getting programmed into their subconscious, those, those beliefs of I'm bad, I did something wrong. Another example might be if a teacher scolds a child in front of the class, the child might think no one likes me or I better keep quiet so this doesn't happen again. And so as these beliefs get stored, they then begin running in the background of our lives as we grow older. And the problem with this is that we we use those stories as filters. So we're viewing the world through those stories and attracting in situations, people, experiences that confirm these beliefs. And so over and over again, we're experiencing, you know, I'm bad, I did something wrong. And then we create another situation where we feel that way and other situations where we feel that way. And as we do this, we then use those experiences to validate the story, you know, telling ourselves it must be true because all of these things have happened that confirm this belief that I, I just do things wrong. It's not a true story (laughs) yet until we bring conscious awareness to these beliefs and start to question them 
and create new and truer beliefs and stories for ourselves, we will just continue in that old patterning. How this has really been highlighted for me, I would say, is, you know, when I look at my nephew, I can see just the bright beam of light that he is. He's curious and funny and smart. And nothing that his parents or caregivers do means anything about him. And along the way, he will probably create stories and meaning based on different things that happen to him. But the truth is, he's amazing just as he is. And if I can look at him and see that, which I can then realize is also true about me and also true about you, that we came into this world as bright lights. We were curious and engaged. And at some point, we started to create stories that then became programming, may have in some ways shaped our experiences. All the stories I created when I was younger and that have been in my programming are just that. They're stories. They're not real. And so this is also how we can start to shift our reality is really by questioning what are these stories and beliefs that we're telling ourselves and can we start to question them and find that perhaps they're not true. Perhaps even like poking holes of like, maybe sometimes it's true, but it's not always true. Yet I tell myself this as if it is always true. So I've done a lot of work to uncover these untrue beliefs within me, but they can still get activated. And when I was doing couples work in particular, this would come up a lot because our romantic relationships tend to trigger us the most um, and trigger these sort of childhood woundings. So I would talk to the couples about when they're triggered by their partner, what was really happening was that their partner did or said something that activated a deeper wound within them. And so if they could take a moment and go through an inner child reparenting process, which I will guide you through in a bit, they could see that their level of reaction was based in the past. So in the moment, if they react right away, it's going to be a reaction from their younger self. So they could be reacting from their three-year-old self, their eight-year-old, 14-year-old. Oftentimes they would find that in doing this, that definitely the reaction matched whatever the age was that the situation was reminding them of. And so, you know, as a, if it was a teen part, they might've gotten kind of like sullen and sassy and talking back. If it was a younger, like three to five-year-old part, they might shut down and retreat and feel really like sad or scared. The beauty of this inner child reparenting is that we know exactly what we needed, but didn't get when we were younger. And in that way, we're able to give these younger versions of ourselves just what they need. So anytime you're feeling triggered in a situation, and this could be at work, in your partnership, with family or friends, I would invite you to pause, step away from the situation if you can, and 
take yourself through this inner child reparenting process. From there, you get to decide how you want to respond. So when we, in the moment, something happens and we react, we're reacting from that younger version, like I said. Uh, if we can do the reparenting, we get to kind of re-regulate our nervous system and then respond to the situation from our adult self. And so as I was thinking about all of this, I was also reminded of a story by Sandra Cisneros. And I wanted to read the first few paragraphs for you. The story uh, is called Eleven. It says, what they don't understand about birthdays and what they never tell you is that when you're 11, you're also 10 and 9 and 8 and 7 and 6 and 5 and 4 and 3 and 2 and 1. And when you wake up on your 11th birthday, you expect to feel 11, but you don't. You open your eyes and everything's just like yesterday, only it's today. And you don't feel 11 at all. You feel like you're still 10. And you are underneath all the years that make you 11. Like some days you might say something stupid and that's the part of you that's still 10. Or maybe some days you might need to sit on your mama's lap because you're scared. And that's the part of you that's five. And maybe one day when you're all grown up, maybe you will need to cry like if you're three and that's okay. That's what I tell mama when she's sad and needs to cry. Maybe she's feeling three. Because the way you grow old is kind of like an onion or like the rings inside a tree trunk or like my little wooden dolls that fit one inside the other each year inside the next one. That's how being 11 years old is. You don't feel 11, not right away. It takes a few days, weeks even, sometimes even months before you say 11 when they ask you. And you don't feel smart 11, not until you're almost 12. That's the way it is. I just love how that highlights that we are all of the younger versions of ourselves. We carry that inside of us. And so tending to those younger parts of us can be really helpful. And so now I'm gonna guide you through the inner child reparenting process. So you can go ahead and get yourself into a comfortable position. Close your eyes if that feels good for you. Just tuning into your breath and watching it as it moves in and out of your body. Letting yourself settle into your body. Feeling all the places where your body is held and supported by whatever is beneath you. You might notice where your hands and arms are resting. If there are any adjustments you'd like to make, letting yourself get really comfortable. And then beginning to feel a wave of relaxation moving through your body. The wave enters through the crown of your head. Notice what it feels like as it enters. It might have a color, a sensation, or a texture. 
And let the wave of relaxation move across your face, into your jaw, releasing any tension. Feeling the wave moving into your neck and throat, spreading across your shoulders. This wave of deep relaxation flowing down your arms, into your hands and fingers. Sensing the wave as it spreads across your chest and upper back. Making its way into your mid belly, mid back. Down into the low belly, low back. This wave of relaxation moves across your hips, down your upper legs, to your lower legs, your feet and your toes. Feel your whole body deeply relaxed. Beginning to feel a light floating sensation. As you imagine yourself out at a place in nature, taking in your surroundings, Feeling relaxed and peaceful, safe and calm. Finding a place where you can sit and rest. And bringing to mind a recent situation that triggered you. Allowing that situation to come to you now. And then scanning your physical body and finding where you feel sensation. Notice where in the body you're feeling it. What it feels like. how big it is, whether it has a shape or edges, there's a texture or a color. And then I want you to ask yourself, when is the first time I can remember feeling this? Allowing an age or a memory to come to you. Not thinking about it, but allowing it to arise within you. Trusting the age or the memory.
And then bringing an image of you at this younger age. Letting this younger version of you come and sit with your current self. Give your younger self what you needed at that time. Maybe a hug, soothing words, an explanation of what was happening. Whatever you needed, allow your current adult self to give that to your younger self. And then validating their experience. Maybe they were scared or confused or angry. Telling them, of course you were. I get it. You have every right to feel that way. And then asking if there's anything else they need from you at this time. And if you can, giving them what they need. Telling your inner child that you're here when they need you that you will take care of them now. And then saying goodbye for now. Finding yourself back at your place in nature. Resting here for a few moments of integration. Beginning to connect back into your body, following your breath. Taking any movements that feel good to you. And when you feel ready, you can open your eyes and come back into the space. And so a few more thoughts, different ways that you can work with your inner child. You may want to journal the experience you just had. As you do that, new insights or awarenesses may come to you. And I would invite and encourage you to find a picture of yourself at the age that came up for you and keep it in a place where you can look at it daily for the next week or even longer, perhaps. Over this time, look at that little version of you and offer it what it needed, whatever it asked of you in this visualization. You can tell them that you love them, let them know you're here for them, 
One time I had a teacher who asked me to spend time with my little girl every day for a year. And I would just sit with her and repeat like four to five phrases. And I think they were something like, I love you. I'm sorry this happened to you. It wasn't your fault. You're safe now. I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. This process really helped to soothe that part of me and over time heal that wound where I really don't get get triggered in the same way that I used to. Definitely not as often. And when it does come up, I can usually recognize pretty quickly that that's, oh, that's that six-year-old part of me. And I can go and tend to her and offer her what she needs and then decide how I want to proceed with whatever the situation was that, that triggered that. And then another way that I've worked with different versions of my inner child is creating a space for them in my sacred garden. And so if you listen to episode three, I believe it was uh, creating and maintaining your sacred garden. I talk about there uh, that you can create different spaces in your garden. And one of them can be a place where your, young, your younger versions can live now. Oftentimes, uh, when we go in and, and are checking in with our younger versions of ourselves, particularly if, if perhaps there were, you know, was a traumatic event that happened. For a long time, my little girl was still in that space where the traumatic event happened. And eventually, uh, I can't remember if she asked or if I asked her if she wanted to leave. And, and so we left. And then that was when I took her to my garden. And then I've since added, um, a couple other versions of my younger selves. And so then they get to be in this safe and sacred space. And that's, you know, have my guides watching over them. That's another option. If you haven't listened to that episode, you may want to go do that and create your own sacred garden. So I hope that this episode finds you at just the right time when you're needing to tend to your inner child and offer them the love and the safety and support that they deserve. Just know that you are worthy simply because you're you. And as always, if you wanna share your experience, I love hearing them, I love hearing from you. And so until next time, I'm sending you and your younger versions lots of love.